Well, welcome to the ACC Kids Leadership Podcast, where we aim to help resource kids, pastors and leaders. I'm Andy Kirk, and today I want to talk to you about fruitfulness. Now, before we get there, I just would love to, again, welcome those that are joining us for the first time to the podcast. Maybe this uh, you've stumbled across this, or uh, someone has sent you this to maybe help you in your children's ministry or leadership journey, and I just want to give you a big welcome. I know for me... 20 years ago, as I was starting out in children's ministry, there weren't podcasts. Yes, I'm that old, but there weren't these resources that helped. Uh, I used to buy all the CDs uh, from different conferences and listen to the resources, but the the amount of opportunity to grow and learn now uh, is incredible. I know for me, back in the day, I would certainly uh, dig into so many uh, books and and learn as much as I could about kids ministry and and so before I start today I thought I'd actually uh, just give you three books that have really been incredible for me and uh, I know that I know uh, two of the gentlemen well one of them I've interviewed and uh, and these resources have just been uh, incredible so the first is called lead vertically now lead vertically is written by Craig Johnson you can find that on Amazon you can Find that on Kindle, whatever uh, you want to, or however you read uh, books or, or ebooks. This one is incredible. Pastor Craig was the children's pastor at Lakewood at the time. He's now the director of ministries, and what he had to do was transitional a transition um, the the, uh, the kids ministry into the compact center, which was the home of the Houston Rockets, which Lakewood took over as their home for their church. And they, uh, as they moved in there, which was just incredible, he had to grow the kids ministry team by 900. And, and this book is just an incredible book. I was actually talking to Craig this week and he said, I'm surprised just people keep loving. And I go, it's because I keep promoting it. And uh, no, it's because it's a wonderful book. So check that one out. The second one is Emotionally Healthy Spirituality or Emotionally Healthy Leadership or Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, I think is the latest one from Peter Scazzaro. This is an incredible book. This really transformed uh, my life and helped me a lot in my leadership journey. I was able to interview uh, Peter on the uh, on, uh, for a podcast or for another um, media. We used it on the podcast a little while ago. You can go to ACC Kids Instagram and you can actually uh, have a look at that video that we had from Peter Scazzaro. We've got the whole video there, or you can listen to one of the recent episodes which it was on. The last book. I want to highlight is Steve Adams. He was the kids pastor at Saddleback for 15 years and his book, Children's Ministry on Purpose, uh, a little tagline was a purpose-driven approach to lead kids towards spiritual health. It is an incredible book. Uh, Steve is a dear friend of mine and I know you'll love that again. You can get that on Amazon or wherever you want to read that, which is brilliant. Now, I want to talk today though all about fruitfulness. Now, it gets to the end of this year, and I don't know about you, but for me, ever since I go right back to when I was a primary school chaplain, starting out in children's ministry in the early 2000s, I always get to the end of the year and I start to evaluate how has my year gone? You know, what I've been doing a lot of stuff, but has it been fruitful? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Is what I'm doing fruitful? Because at the end of the day, we can sometimes get into the habit of just doing a whole load of things and it becomes systems and structure. If you didn't join us last week on the podcast, I spoke all about that, how we start from vision, we build relationship, we start doing ministry, 
and then we start to move into structure and eventually vision relationship and ministry drop off and we're we're left with an organization of death which is structure and uh, you can go again back on the instagram uh, page of acc kids and you can see that uh, that image that i put up that demonstrates this but it's all that thought around am i being fruitful now fruitfulness is God's plan for our lives. It's Jesus's promise that we should bear fruit. Luke 8 explains why we may not be bearing fruit. So let me read uh, a chunk of text and then I want to unpack this in a leadership concept and and I'm going to give three obstacles of growth. So in Luke 8 verse 5 to 15 we read, a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seeds, some fell upon the path. We all go, oh yeah, this one. I know this story. Well, let me read on. It was trampled on. The birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew and it uh, grew up in which it was choked by the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, and it came up and yielded a crop. A hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him what the parable was all about. Thank you for the question, Jesus said. He replies, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others I speak in parables so that those seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. But this is what the meaning of the parable is. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but then they have no root. Another version says no root in themselves and and it didn't go deep and and dig in and and for them to actually transform uh, their nature or their habits. They believe for a while, but they... Um, in time in the testing they fall away the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear but as they go on they're choked out by life's worries riches and pleasures and they don't mature the seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word retain it and by persevering produce a crop so the seed is the word of god and the seed has unlimited growth The Word of God has unlimited growth in our life. The Word of God can transform us, renew us. And as we see in those different examples, uh, we either get caught up in the cares of the world. uh, The Word of God didn't uh, transform our habits, our behaviors. Again, go back to Peter Scazzaro's book. It didn't transform our emotions. And so the parable's main point is not focused around the seed. The seed remains the same. But the parable focuses around the soil, which type of soil. It was the same seed and the same sower, but it was a different soil. What's the soil? Well, the soil is our heart. The soil is us. What has our heart received and how has it changed? So today I want to unpack that a bit and look at three obstacles of growth. Three obstacles would be one, the delay the delay of growth. You see, the seed sits dormant and didn't grow because as it sat without response, it's snatched 
away. There's often a delay, and it's in this space of delay of the Word of God going in that it can be snatched away. Let me ask you a question. Do you take time to meditate on the Word of God, or do you read it? Okay, it hasn't actioned, and then you move on and you try another method. Or are you able to sit in that delay, you know, that process in the waiting that that waiting game's hard. Many of us don't like that. And as we look at the end of the year and we're saying, okay, am I fruitful? Let me ask you this question. What are some of the unfulfilled promises? What are some of the unfulfilled changes in our life? And the big question is, is this delay caused by us because we're not allowing the Word of God to do the work? Or is this delay just part of the process and we need to keep pressing into the Word of God? Abraham, Peter, and other greats in the Bible responded quickly, and God blessed them. We need to respond quickly. Hebrews 3 verse 15, as has just been said, Today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Respond. Respond today. So maybe I just want to call out inside of some people who are listening to this at the end of the year, maybe feeling a little bit tired, to go back to the Word of God to read it and to respond. Maybe there's some of those habits that need to shift and change. Maybe there's some of those, you know, hardened hearts, forgiveness, some is, uh, some aspects that have happened this year in which you're needing to say the Holy Spirit's prompting you and pointing to you towards righteousness and God's saying, here is the higher calling, respond today. I think an obstacle to growth is the delay and often the delay is caused by us. The second obstacle to growth is the depth. You see, under the thin layer of the topsoil, there was a thick amount of limestone. And, and, and so what happens here is you ha we have to go past. We need to go uh, deeper. It needs to go a little bit deeper uh, into the ground in order to grow. You see, when tests come, it challenges what's in us. It challenges our depth. Everything we believe about God is a theory until it's tested. Everything's all good when you're sitting there um, singing the worship songs and and until those words get tested. You know, are we actually okay in the waiting? And are we okay in the pressing? Are we are we believing that he's a way maker even when we can't see him working? Do we believe that he actually is working? You know, it's it's one of those aspects of how deep are these words in our heart? You see, everything we believe in our God, as I said, is a theory until it's tested, and then when it's tested, we say, No, he is good. He is good. You see, this second group is plants that only grow when the conditions are good as the roots haven't gone down. So it's just just on that surface level, we're okay. You know, we come in, we're enjoying aspects until our world radically shifts. And my goodness, how many of us, of us have experienced this in the last 12 to 18 months? You see, Christians who just pray, believe, praise, and give according to the circumstances around us are going to be like these Christians that as soon as trouble hits, there was no root in themselves which means that there was no transformational change in their life, or there was no root down deep. The Word of God hasn't taken up residence in the heart. And what happens, it's very easily distracted and choked out. You see, um, I believe that 
that this delay is needing us to respond, but the depth is us again being able to open our hearts and saying, God, you do the change. I can't, but you can have access to all areas. I think often what we do is we say, God, you can have access to all areas except that little box deep down in my heart in which I really don't want to go there because that's quite painful or that's hard or that's complex or that that's layered and we don't want to. But God's saying, I want all of you. The third one is distractions. I think distractions is a huge one here. An obstacle to growth is a distraction. You see, the third group started out well, but the thorns came. And this is where other plants were taking the sustenance we needed. You see, um, if you think of that, the plants growing down, but other thorns and other weeds were taking the growth. They were taking um, up root in our heart. Remember, the soil is the heart. And, and so it's starting to take the sustenance. It's starting to take the attention. It's starting to take um, all of what the nutrients are needed for the plant to grow. And instead of the word of God growing, anxiety grows. Instead of the word of God growing, we see fear growing. And what we focus on becomes larger. Then all of a sudden, we've got the cares and anxiety. We've got even even on a positive sense, riches. All of a sudden, life's doing great. Often we talk in church of when life's doing bad and we need to talk, turn back to Jesus. What about What about when life's doing exceptional? I think of the rich ruler. He comes along and says, hey, I've done all these things, Jesus. He goes, okay, cool. Sell all you've got. Is, is, that, is that a request for all of us to follow? No. Jesus was challenging where his heart was at. And, and I think that even when things are going so well, what had his heart? Well, riches obviously had his heart. So what happens when life's doing well? I've said it before on the podcast and even when I preach, the, the, the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is self-belief or self-righteousness, I'd say it as another word. When you start believing that you can rely on yourself more, that's the opposite of having faith in a God that needs to provide. I think doubt is a natural emotion. Doubt is a natural feeling. Doubt is something that I'm like, I, I honestly don't know what God um, has for me, but I do know it's good because his word says it's good. And so the word of God has taken root in my heart that I don't know what the whole future holds, but I know that he loves me. I know that he's got a plan for my life. I know that he's got a purpose. I know that I'm created before the foundation of the earth was laid. He laid out my life. I know this. And so I, I, I sometimes doubt, but, but that's okay because that's the beginning of faith towards what is next dangerous would be when I go, it's all right, God, I've got this one. And so pleasures in life is another one. We start to worship our own desires rather than worshiping the creator. And so weeds don't come suddenly. These things don't just turn up. So so we have to have a look in our life. I don't know if you've had a garden, but but we have to maintain our heart. We have to maintain a garden. We're only a month away from the worst garden in the street. Why? Because we let the weeds overrun it. We let the weeds overtake it. And what was once manicured and beautiful, all of a sudden we don't mow for a month. We don't do the weeding in a month. And those weeds have taken over. But where it started small before has now grown out of control. So Jesus, his response was... Um, when you pray, it, re- it releases anxiety. When we give, it 
breaks the power of selfishness. When you fast, it breaks the power of our own pleasures. So maybe my suggestion right now in a freeing heart, it may be to pray, to release the anxiety, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to come and fill and flood our hearts. The Holy Spirit, who, who is uh, the advocate, the paraclete, the one who walks beside us to come and minister to us right now. When, when we've got um, a change to actually say, I'm going to break the power of selfishness and I'm going to give, I'm going to shout the person next to me, the coffee, that $4 coffee. I'm not saying that it's like giving thousands into a big offering, but maybe that is the call that God's calling you to break the power of selfishness over your life. But these distractions stop growth. These distractions stop us flourishing and growing into all that God has. And when we fast, it breaks the power of our own desires. Maybe right now there's some people who need to uh, to fast. Fast coming into next year. Are you planning a fast at the beginning of next year to prepare, to consecrate, to look at what 2022 might uh, hold? It could be a fast of social media. It could be a fast of food. It could be a Daniel fast or any one of these. But let's break the power of our own pleasure. So three applications that we can take away today are number one, I'm going to respond quickly when God speaks. There's not going to be a delay. The Word of God is going to um, have a response. When you're doing your journaling or when you're reading, ask yourself that question, what do I need to respond to today? Number two is I'm going to take responsibility for my spiritual death, a depth. I'm going to take responsibility for the depth of it. I'm, I'm not going to allow... Um, you know, weeds to come along and roots and, and, and I'm not going to allow things to, to not go deep. And the last one is I will embrace the disciplines. I'll embrace the disciplines to nullify distractions. Well, that's my thought today around fruitfulness. We need to allow the word of God to transform our life, to go deep and to do something incredible in our heart. Well, thank you for joining us today for the podcast. Again, make sure you're sharing this. Over the coming weeks as we finish out the year, I've got a few more guests that I would love to have on the podcast and uh, it's going to be great to have them. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure you share this podcast. Check out ACC Kids Instagram. We've just released all 2022 dates so you can put them in your calendar as a date saver. But I look forward to to being with you next week on the ACC Kids Leadership Podcast.